Chapters 6 through 10 of the Apocryphal Book of Judith, Dewey Reams Version. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information and to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sam Stinson. Chapter 6 And it came to pass when they had left off speaking, that Holofernes, being in a violent passion, said to Achior, because thou hast prophesied unto us, saying, That the nation of Israel is defended by their God, to show thee that there is no God but Nebuchadnezzar, when we shall slay them all as one man, then thou also shalt die with them by the sword of the Assyrians, and all Israel shall perish with thee. And thou shalt find that Nebuchadnezzar is lord of the whole earth, and then the sword of my soldiers shall pass through thy sides, and thou shalt be stabbed and fall among the wounded of Israel, and thou shalt breathe no more, till thou be destroyed with them. But, if thou think thy prophecy true, let not thy countenance sink, and let the paleness that is in thy face depart from thee, if thou imaginest these my words cannot be accomplished, and that thou mayest know that thou shalt experience these things together with them. Behold, from this hour thou shalt be associated to their people, that when they shall receive the punishment they deserve from my sword, thou mayest fall under the same vengeance. Then Holofernes commanded his servants to take Achior, and to lead him to Bethulia, and to deliver him into the hands of the children of Israel. And the servants of Holofernes, taking him, went through the plains. But when they came near the mountains, the slingers came out against them. Then, turning out of the way by the side of the mountain, they tied Achior to a tree, hand and foot, and so left him bound with ropes, and returned to their master. And the children of Israel, coming down from Bethulia, came to him, and loosing him, they brought him to Bethulia, and setting him in the midst of the people, asked him what was the matter that the Assyrians had left him bound. In those days the rulers there were Ozias the son of Micah, of the tribe of Simeon, and Carmi, called also Gothaniel, and Achior related in the midst of the ancients and in the presence of all the people all that he had said being asked by Holofernes, and how the people of Holofernes would have killed him for this word, and how Holofernes himself, being angry, had commanded him to be delivered for this cause to the Israelites, that when he should overcome the children of Israel, then he might command Achior also himself to be put to death by diverse torments, for having said, The God of heaven is their defender. And when Achior had declared all these things, all the people fell upon their faces, adoring the Lord, and all of them together mourning and weeping, poured out their prayers with one accord to the Lord, saying, O Lord God of heaven and earth, behold their pride, and look on our low condition, and have regard to the face of thy saints, and show that thou forsakest not them that trust on thee and that thou humblest them that presume of themselves, and glory in their own strength. So when their weeping was ended, and the people's prayer, in which they continued all the day, was concluded, they comforted Achior, saying, The God of our fathers, whose power thou hast set forth, will make this return to thee, that thou rather shalt see their destruction, and when the Lord our God shall give this liberty to his servants, let God be with thee also in the midst of us, that as it shall please thee, so thou with all thine mayest converse with us. Then Ozias, after the assembly was broken up, received him into his house, and made him a great supper. 
and all the ancients were invited, and they refreshed themselves together after their fast was over. And afterwards all the people were called together, and they prayed all the night long within the church, desiring help of the God of Israel. End of chapter 6 Chapter 7 But Holofernes on the next day gave orders to his army to go up against Bethulia. Now there were in his troops a hundred and twenty thousand footmen, and two and twenty thousand horsemen, besides the preparations of those men who had been taken, and who had been brought away out of the provinces and cities of all the youth. All these prepared themselves together to fight against the children of Israel, and they came by the hillside to the top which looketh toward Dothim, from the place which is called Belma, unto Kelamon, which is over against Esdralin. But the children of Israel, when they saw the multitude of them, prostrated themselves upon the ground, putting ashes upon their heads, praying with one accord that the God of Israel would show his mercy upon his people. And taking their arms of war, they posted themselves at the places which by a narrow pathway lead directly between the mountains, and they guarded them all day and night. Now Holofernes, in going round about, found that the fountain which supplied them with water ran through an aqueduct without the city on the south side, and he commanded their aqueduct to be cut off. Nevertheless, there were springs not far from the walls, out of which they were seen secretly to draw water, to refresh themselves a little, rather than to drink their fill. But the children of Ammon and Moab came to Holofernes, saying, The children of Israel trust not in their spears, nor in their arrows, but the mountains are their defense, and the steep hills and precipices guard them. Wherefore, that thou mayest overcome them without joining battle, set guards at the springs, that they may not draw water out of them, and thou shalt destroy them without sword, or at least being wearied out, they will yield up their city, which they suppose, because it is situate in the mountains to be impregnable. And these words pleased Holofernes and his officers, and he placed all round about a hundred men at every spring. And when they had kept this watch for full twenty days, the cisterns and the reserve of water failed among all the inhabitants of Bethulia, so that there was not within the city enough to satisfy them, no, not for one day, for water was daily given out to the people by measure. Then all the men and women, young men and children, gathering themselves together to Osseus, all together with one voice, said, God be judge between us and thee, for thou hast done evil against us, and that thou wouldst not speak peaceably with the Assyrians, and for this cause God hath sold us into their hands. And therefore there is no one to help us, while we are cast down before their eyes in thirst and sad destruction. And now assemble ye all that are in the city, that we may of our own accord yield ourselves all up to the people of Holofernes. For it is better that being captives we should live and bless the Lord, than that we should die and be a reproach to all flesh, after we have seen our wives and our infants die before our eyes. We call to witness this day, heaven and earth, and the God of our fathers, who taketh vengeance upon us according to our sins, conjuring you to deliver now the city into the hand of the army of Holofernes, that our end may be short by the edge of the sword, which is made longer by the drought of thirst. 
And when they had said these things, there was great weeping and lamentation of all in the assembly. And for many hours with one voice they cried to God, saying, We have sinned with our fathers, we have done unjustly, we have committed iniquity. Have thou mercy on us, because thou art good. Or punish our iniquities by chastising us thyself, and deliver not them that trust in thee to a people that knoweth not thee that they may not say among the Gentiles, Where is their God? And when being wearied with these cries, and tired with these weepings, they held their peace. Osseus, rising up all in tears, said, Be of good courage, my brethren, and let us wait these five days for mercy from the Lord, for perhaps he will put a stop to his indignation, and will give glory to his own name. But if after five days be past, there come no aid. We will do the things which you have spoken. End of chapter 7 Chapter 8 Now it came to pass, when Judith, a widow, had heard these words, who was the daughter of Merari, the son of Idox, the son of Joseph, the son of Ozias, the son of Eli, the son of Jamnor, the son of Gideon, the son of Raphaim, the son of Achtab, the son of Melchias, the son of Enan, the son of Nathanias, the son of Salathiel, the son of Simeon, the son of Reuben. And her husband was Manassas, who died in the time of the barley harvest. For he was standing over them that bound sheaves in the field, and the heat came upon his head, and he died in Bethulia his own city, and was buried there with his fathers. And Judith, his relict, was a widow now three years and six months. And she made herself a private chamber in the upper parts of her house, in which she abode shut up with her maids. And she wore haircloth upon her loins, and fasted all the days of her life, except the Sabbaths and new moons, and the feasts of the house of Israel. And she was exceedingly beautiful, and her husband left her great riches, and very many servants, and large possessions of herds of oxen and flocks of sheep. And she was greatly renowned among all, because she feared the Lord very much, neither was there any one that spoke an ill word of her, when, therefore, she had heard that Osseus had promised that he would deliver up the city after the fifth day, she sent to the ancients Cabri and Carmi, and they came to her. And she said to them, What is this word by which Osseus hath consented to give up the city to the Assyrians, if within five days there come no aid to us? And who are you that tempt the Lord? This is not a word that may draw down mercy, but rather that may stir up wrath and enkindle indignation. You have set a time for the mercy of the Lord, and you have appointed him a day according to your pleasure. But forasmuch as the Lord is patient, let us be penitent for this same thing, and with many tears let us beg his pardon, for God will not threaten like man, nor be inflamed to anger like the Son of Man. And therefore, let us humble our souls before him, and continuing in an humble spirit in his service, let us ask the Lord with tears, that according to his will, so he would show his mercy to us, that as our heart is troubled by their pride, so also we may glorify in our humility. For we have not followed the sins of our fathers, who forsook their God and worshipped strange gods, for which crime they were given up to their enemies, to the sword, and to pillage, and to confusion. But we know no other God but him. 
let us humbly wait for his consolation, and the Lord our God will require our blood of the afflictions of our enemies, and he will humble all the nations that shall rise up against us and bring them to disgrace. And now, brethren, as you are the ancients among the people of God, and their very soul resteth upon you, comfort their hearts by your speech, that they may be mindful how our fathers were tempted, that they might be proved whether they worshipped their God truly. They must remember how our father Abraham was tempted, and being proved by many tribulations, was made the friend of God. So Isaac, so Jacob, so Moses, and all that have pleased God, passed through many tribulations, remaining faithful. But they that did not receive the trials with the fear of the Lord, but uttered their impatience, and the reproach of their murmuring against the Lord, were destroyed by the destroyer, and perished by serpents. As for us, therefore, let us not revenge ourselves for these things which we suffer, but esteeming these very punishments to be less than our sins deserve, let us believe that these scourges of the Lord, with which, like servants, we are chastised, have happened for our amendment, and not for our destruction. And Osseus and the ancients said to her, All things which thou hast spoken are true, and there is nothing to be reprehended in thy words. Now therefore pray for us, for thou art a holy woman, and one fearing God. And Judith said to them, As you know, that what I have been able to say is of God, so that which I intend to do prove ye if it be of God, and pray that God may strengthen my design. You shall stand at the gate this night, and I will go out with my maidservant, and pray ye that as you have said in five days the Lord may look down upon his people Israel. But I desire that you search not into what I am doing, and till I bring you word, let nothing else be done but to pray for me to the Lord our God. And Osseus the prince of Judah said to her, Go in peace, and the Lord be with thee to take revenge of our enemies. So returning, they departed. End of chapter 8 Chapter 9 And when they were gone, Judith went into her oratory, and putting on haircloth, laid ashes on her head, and falling down prostrate before the Lord, she cried to the Lord, saying, Lord God of my father Simeon, who gavest him a sword to execute vengeance against strangers who had defiled by their uncleanness and uncovered the virgin unto confusion, and who gavest their wives to be made a prey and their daughters into captivity, and all their spoils to be divided to the servants who were zealous with thy zeal. Assist, I beseech thee, O Lord God, me, a widow. For thou hast done the things of old, and hast devised one thing after another, and what thou hast designed hath been done. For all thy ways are prepared, and in thy providence thou hast placed thy judgments. Look upon the camp of the Assyrians now, as thou wast pleased to look upon the camp of the Egyptians, when they pursued armed after thy servants, trusting in their chariots, and in their horsemen, and in a multitude of warriors. But thou lookest over their camp, and darkness wearied them. The deep held their feet, and the waters overwhelmed them. So may it be with these also, O Lord, who trust in their multitude, and in their chariots, and in their pikes, and in their shields, and in their arrows, and glory in their spears. And know not that thou art our God, who destroyest wars from the beginning, and the Lord is thy name. 
lift up thy arm as from the beginning and crush their power with thy power let their power fall in their wrath who promise themselves to violate thy sanctuary and defile the dwelling-place of thy name and to beat down with their sword the horn of thy altar bring to pass o lord that his pride may be cut off with his own sword let him be caught in the net of his own eyes in my regard and do thou strike him by the graces of the words of my lips give me constancy and mind that i may despise him and fortitude that i may overthrow him for this will be a glorious monument for thy name when he shall fall by the hand of a woman for thy power o lord is not in a multitude nor is thy pleasure in the strength of horses nor from the beginning have the proud been acceptable to thee but the prayer of the humble and the meek hath always pleased thee o god of the heavens creator of the waters and lord of the whole creation hear me a poor wretch making supplication to thee and presuming of thy mercy remember o lord thy covenant and put thou words in my mouth and strengthen the resolution in my heart that thy house may continue in thy holiness and all nations may acknowledge that thou art god and there is no other besides thee end of chapter nine chapter ten and it came to pass when she had ceased to cry to the lord that she rose from the place wherein she lay prostrate before the lord and she called her maid and going down into her house, she took off her hair-cloth, and put away the garments of her widowhood. And she washed her body, and anointed herself with the best ointment, and plaited the hair of her head, and put a bonnet upon her head, and clothed herself with the garments of her gladness, and put sandals on her feet, and took her bracelets, and lilies, and earlets, and rings, and adorned herself with all her ornaments. And the Lord also gave her more beauty, because all this dressing up did not proceed from sensuality, but from virtue. And therefore the Lord increased this her beauty, so that she appeared to all men's eyes incomparably lovely. And she gave to her maid a bottle of wine to carry, and a vessel of oil, and parched corn, and dry figs, and bread and cheese, and went out. And when they came to the gate of the city, they found Osseus and the ancients of the city waiting, and when they saw her they were astonished and admired her beauty exceedingly but they asked her no question only they let her pass saying the god of our fathers give thee grace and may he strengthen all the counsel of thy heart with his power that jerusalem may glory in thee and thy name may be in the number of the holy and just and they that were there said all with one voice so be it so be it but Judith, praying to the Lord, passed through the gates, she and her maid. And it came to pass, when she went down the hill about break of day, that the watchmen of the Assyrians met her, and stopped her, saying, Whence comest thou, or whither goest thou? And she answered, I am a daughter of the Hebrews, and I am fled from them, because I knew they would be made a prey to you, because they despised you, and would not of their own accord yield themselves, that they might find mercy in your sight. For this reason I thought with myself, saying, I will go to the presence of the prince Holofernes, that I may tell him their secrets, and show him by what way he may take them, without the loss of one man of his army. And when the men had heard her words, they beheld her face, and their eyes were amazed, for they wondered exceedingly at her beauty. And they said to her, 
thou hast saved thy life by taking this resolution to come down to our Lord. And be assured of this, that when thou shalt stand before him, he will treat thee well, and thou wilt be most acceptable to his heart. And they brought her to the tent of Holofernes, telling him of her. And when she was come into his presence, forthwith Holofernes was caught by his eyes. And his officers said to him, Who can despise the people of the Hebrews, who have such beautiful women, that we should not think it worth our while for their sakes to fight against them? And Judith, seeing Holofernes sitting under a canopy, which was woven of purple and gold, with emeralds and precious stones, after she had looked on his face, bowed down to him, prostrating herself to the ground. And the servants of Holofernes lifted her up by the command of their master. End of chapter 10